Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Stationary Freaks with myself, Rob Lambert and... And me, Helen Lazowski. You have to bear with me today, I've got a bit of a sore throat and I've been put off my fitness game for a few days, which is exactly what we're talking about today actually, isn't it Helen? We're going to talk about how to use stationary to, I guess, track our fitness. Well, yeah, this was uh, something we kind of had a conversation of over coffee and we're surprised to find that we both did this and yet now thinking about it it makes absolutely perfect sense that we would i mean why wouldn't you exactly and we've actually already recorded this podcast once before haven't we <laughs> uh, about, about six months ago wasn't it uh, but unfortunately my uh, my shady recording device uh, didn't didn't work quite as expected so here we are again recording it and um, i suppose in order to talk about what we're actually tracking fitness wise it makes sense to maybe talk about a little bit about what our actual fitness goals are you know what it is that we're doing i know you're sort of well into crossfit or you certainly were yeah um, i tried it for a while and then seriously injured myself so <laughs> i've gone back to something slightly less uh, intense you know, what, what's your goal i mean what are you trying to do with your fitness helen it's funny you should mention that i actually have done a, a whole talk about habits and behaviors and i used my fitness work as a, a way of illustrating how habits work and how you need to if you're going to change your behaviors you need to track what it is that you do so it fits in really nicely with it my goal originally was uh to uh, make myself healthier i had been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and that's the kind of diabetes where uh, your body is due to your weight your body is not able to process sugar properly it's perfectly reversible but it's got you know serious implications if you don't manage it so I had my little wake up call and went, this is ridiculous. If I can't do this with all my background in habits and behaviors, you know, I, <laughs> I have no right to stand up there and do it. So I started, went to the gym, found a, a personal trainer and said, I, I know nothing. And I cannot stress to you enough how little I knew about fitness. All I knew was that I was massively unfit. And so I started going to the gym and I found some very interesting things but tracking my fitness was a way of making sure that I could see that I was getting better because you don't ever ever feel like it's easy you never go to the gym and go oh, that was great that was a really easy day because you're doing it wrong yeah I suppose my my goals are uh, I hate to use the word a little bit more vanity driven but um, they certainly uh, I am sort of certainly more geared towards trying to tone up should we say? I mean, I always describe myself as um, a rather sort of robust and rotund rider from Paw Patrol. Um, <laughs> which, if you if you're a parent, you you're probably going to know what Paw Patrol is, but it's basically a spiky-haired kid in charge of um, lots of little dogs and puppies that, that sort of rescue people. Um, I do actually look like Ryder. My hairstyle is very similar, but obviously I'm maybe slightly larger. And um, and I guarantee, I mean, pretty much there's no personal trainer on the planet that's been able to help me so far um, achieve these goals. I actually uh, joined a CrossFit box a while back. The guy nearly destroyed me. I could barely move for a week after just one session. <laughs> so uh, I have sort of goals basically around trying to tone up, trying to get a little bit bigger. But also, as I age, I, everything's just harder you know it's just everything aches everything is you know I can't move as well as I wanted to so my goals are around movement sort of strength training but obviously a little bit of cardio as well so that's really what I've been trying to do which I think when we get to tracking we'll maybe see um, how our goals are playing out a little bit when we come to 
you know, that sort of detailed discussion. So let's say you go to your personal trainer. I know that's been a little bit trickier in lockdown because obviously that industry has been massively affected. So what what are you up to at the moment then? Do you go to the personal trainer and then how do you sort of no. work out your sort of fitness schedule? So I did go to personal trainer um, and I've had several because I because of work, I've moved around a lot. And I usually because of the habits issue. Um, and the behavior change issue, I've made sure that I've had a personal trainer wherever I have gone. So you're constantly trying to find a new personal trainer every time you move uh, with your job. But since lockdown, uh, everything changed. And one of the personal trainers I'd worked with in person started to do some little online classes for her clients she couldn't see. And actually, that's been so good. But that's been much more sort of hit focused and maybe some strength focused rather than the CrossFit. So I haven't done the CrossFit since March and I miss it horribly because I work hard in the HIIT workouts and I work hard with the strength training, but there is nothing like uh, a countdown clock to focus your mind on what you've got to do and how many how many more seconds you've got in which to get as most most reps as you can or whatever so um i suppose we should probably just explain what hit is so it's as far yeah. as i can tell it's high intensity training where yeah. you basically push yourself um in shorter periods of time but for really sort of intense period uh, of activity yeah. so it's not like running at a sustained pace it's maybe like sprinting or it's lifting heavy weights you know up into a certain amount of time or you know doing a certain amount of reps so I'm quite simple in my obviously my thinking and my lifestyle so I I only have three things really I do the skiing on the ski erg so I've been lucky enough to to get one of those which is brilliant the sort of concept to ski machine is it's wonderful dumbbells and kettlebells I mean that's the three things that I do but when you're sort of working out how do you track that? Is that done by your personal trainer, of which obviously not everyone can afford a personal no. trainer? Um, so it's a, it's a great privilege to have. Do they look after your routine yeah. and the recording of it, or do you do that? That that No, that's exactly why I started with the personal trainer. It was because I know nothing. As I said, I know nothing. I wouldn't have known how to remember. So so a lot of people go to the gym, they get their induction, they start and they 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 forget what weights they need for everything. I certainly would. I mean, for God's sake, I can barely, I am so physically challenged from a coordination point of view that even remembering how to do the exercise, I'm not joking if I say to you, I spent half my life in the first sort of gym sessions I ever did with my eyes shut, just trying to get my body to do what I needed it to do in coordination. I had no physical coordination at all. So the idea of having a personal trainer who knows what you can do, so they use a lot of nonverbal cues to tell how close you are to being able to do an exercise. They remember what you did last time. So presses, which is, you know, taking a dumbbell and pushing it, say, above your head, you can do this amount of reps with this weight and they will push that up slightly every three or four weeks maybe depending on how well you want to progress they keep all that information so you don't have to so the more familiar you get once I've been doing this for a year 18 months when I came back from the gym I would write down what what I'd had to do with my personal trainer so that I had metrics I love metrics I think I may have said before I get very excited by being able to track things. So I would keep my heart rate, my maximum heart rate, and then I would keep the workout. And it meant that you can see over a six month period, you can see how how you're progressing because you won't see it on a day-to-day basis. So do you do you write that down physically into a notebook then? I do. I've seen your internet. It's got scraps of bits of paper where you randomly write not only workouts, but also your feelings during those <laughs> workouts. 
yeah well, well we'll share them on the on instagram that's uh um stationary freaks uk on instagram i'll put some pictures up of of maybe some of the workout notes that I've been taking, but coming back to the your, your tracking numbers, I mean, fitness is a sort of almost like a numbers game, and obviously there's a there's a sort of appearance to it as well, which is hard to quantify necessarily. When you're tracking numbers, why aren't you using something digital that allow you to sort of, I guess, make the most of those numbers and graph it and do all the other cool stuff that you can? What's the what's the reason for the analog approach? Okay, well, firstly, I'm a stationary freak, and I love I. <laughs> It was an excuse to use a most beautiful notebook that I had bought and I didn't know what else to do with. I wanted to save it for something special, but I, you know, this was a, a thing. This was a way of me sort of investing in my fitness, I guess, by picking this notebook up and saying, it's so important to me. I'm going to use my, my, you know, favorite purchase of a notebook ever. And it's just a really pretty notebook. But the other thing about digital for me is it, it it's never satisfying. So to me, I'd have to have an entire spreadsheet with every single exercise that I've ever, you know, any personal trainer's ever given me and the weight and to be able to see how many reps. It, there were too many moving pieces. So I have some very, very basic things that I care about. How much can I deadlift? It's really this simple. How much can I deadlift? And, and then can I do a press up or not? It was one of mine. So I have these bizarre goals. Can I do a handstand push up? I can't still to this day, I can't, um, but I get closer. So those, I wrote a list of goals at the back of my book and then I keep track of about four metrics. Some days you go into the gym and you can't do what you could do last time. It's just sometimes your body doesn't do it. I got really distressed about the fact that I was going down some weights or going down a number or it felt much harder than it had the last time. So being able to look back three or four months and say, actually, last time I did this exercise, I didn't do so well, but the times before, it's fine. So it's trending in the right direction. That's the key thing, isn't it? The trend, not necessarily the, the individual spot days that you do. We talked about these sort of scrap notes that I keep and they, yeah. they were actually quite funny. They started off as as basically me just keeping a record in a in an actual paper chase notebook, actually. Was it really? so, uh, <laughs> yeah, a nice little uh, cardboard one, you know, on the ones with the cardboard covers. Yeah. And I basically just wrote the name of the workout at the top of the page with the date and all the other stuff. And then I started to track them and I do this pyramid style approach where you basically do a reverse pyramid so i have three particular um let's take the kettlebells for example i have three particular moves that i'm going to do you start at 10 so you do 10 of each in in one set so you do 10 reps of each one so that's 30 and then you do nine of each then you do eight then you do seven and basically by the time you're getting down to number one i mean you're pretty you know broken by this point and so i just started putting a tick next to each one once i'd done it and then i thought well actually this could be quite funny on instagram so i started writing comments next to each set and <laughs> um, they got funnier and funnier and, and people fed back that it was actually quite entertaining to see my workouts which was a, a real motivator actually because it wasn't just obviously the health gains and doing the exercises but actually it was it was kind of fun interacting with people on Instagram as well. They were quite funny, and I, it, it took a while to keep coming up with new ones, so I didn't have to just recycle the obvious ones, such as, why am I doing this? This hurts. <laughs> uh, need a wee. You know, all that sort of stuff. And the reverse pyramid worked really well, and then I had a rotator cuff injury, and I had to take some time off. And when I came back into it, I was lucky enough to join a gym just down the road. And um, to be fair, I probably spent more time in the sauna there than I did in the gym, but yeah. it had a whole series of machines. And so I looked at these machines and thought, well, I don't really know how to use these. And I started to use an app called Strong. And in there, you can basically build a workout. So I would look at the machine, I would find it on Strong and I'd build a workout. And then it kept like a digital record of all of my workouts, which was cool. 
but it, it sort of took away the fun of it. So I ditched the gym and went back into the garage, which is where I usually do my workouts and got back into the paper stuff because the digital tools, although they were good and they could trend and I could graph and I could do all this cool stuff and I could share it straight onto Instagram, it just lacked that sort of personal element to it. The sort of almost my work, you know, this is what I've done. I want to sort of record it in my way. I don't know. Do you find that with sort of digital tools? No, I couldn't have put it better. That is exactly right. It's that personal so so to me writing it down in a book is it's mine if I put it on a spreadsheet it's it's something that I would potentially share so and I it's not something I had ever certainly in the early days I mean now I'm much more uh, understanding of you know this is a personal journey for everybody um, it probably isn't of any interest although your workouts seem to be of interest to people I wouldn't have thought it would be interesting but that idea of it being written down it's that personal connection and I wonder Rob if it's that idea of when you take notes it's much better for your memory if you take notes yeah. with your handwriting rather than electronically on, on a laptop I wonder if it's the same thing it could be I mean I was a little bit inspired and, and whether this is true or not I'm, but I'm a, a huge fan of Seinfeld so Jerry Seinfeld huge fan I went to see him last year. It was remarkable. What a day. Un- unbelievable. I'm a big fan of his show. And he has this thing where it's called Don't Break the Chain, where he has like a wall planner or a calendar. And he puts a cross in every day where he writes a new joke. And he kept doing it and kept doing it. And that's presumably how he became so funny by writing lots of jokes. But the thing was, don't break the chain. So don't have a day where you don't put a cross, where you don't do the work. And I think with the notebook, that's what it was for me as well. And obviously the engagement with the Instagram audience and all the other stuff helped me to not break that chain. So I actually found when I was using the notebook, I was much more consistent in doing the workouts than when I was in the gym using the digital tools. Now, it could obviously be location. There's probably all sorts of other factors involved. But I do think looking through the notebook, it's it's kind of funny. You can like, you just go every day. You know, I did something every day and yeah. I'm trying to get back into that. Um, obviously, the weather's a bit cold and my garage is freezing. But but I also do um, skiing. So I use a skierg and um, the skierg has got its own app on the phone, which makes a lot of sense to use that because I can program yeah. the, the workouts. I can do the workout of the day and all the other stuff on there. And that keeps a really nice history of the skiing, which is you know a little bit less interesting to write down, I think, than doing the weights. Fitness isn't just about working out. So it's also about nutrition. How do you go about organizing and tracking your sort of nutrition goals? I actually am a little bit OCD about it, to be fair. Really? Uh, yeah, I know. You find that hard to believe. So look, I, I make very poor choices when I'm hungry. So when I'm hungry, if I have to then make a decision at the end of the day... I will make really poor food decisions. So I found um, some some things that make it easier for me. And one of those is to sit down on a Friday night or on a Saturday morning with a cup of coffee, because I'm a bit perkier in the mornings, and to write down a menu for the week. I can do this and I make decisions like I don't have dessert. So as a as a rule, I now live by the I don't have dessert. And because I am a bit of a rebel and any time that I make an absolute, I have to be able to give myself a get out. I now I say I will have dessert occasionally because if I don't, I then rebel and I have dessert every day because I am. And you basically have dessert for every meal at that point. Then, don't you? I, yeah, absolutely. So, so I have to find this way. So I write a menu and it means that I never have to make a decision. I then do the shopping list, which means that everything that I need will be in the house to eat. Everything I want to eat will be in the house, will have bought it. And so I make those meals. There are other rules that have crept in over time. My husband has an uh, absolute aversion to eating, say, fish two days running. So you have. I then have to, put, to go, okay, if I have fish that day, I have to have chicken or something the next day or vegetarian. I can't, 
you know, I can't do two days running of the same protein. And it, it gets a little bit more entertaining <laughs> as more bits are bolted on. But in principle, making decisions when your brain is not fatigued. So you'll know, Rob, but I'll say for everybody else, your brain is like a bucket. You have so much ability to, to use your willpower and, and make decisions a day. And you wake up with this bucket full because you've had a nice rest. But as you make decisions, that bucket depletes. And you have impossibility to make sensible decisions when you're really, really tired and you've got nothing left yeah. in that bucket. Um, so yeah, divert your decision-making, important decisions to a point where you are uh, refreshed and able to do that. Yeah, I suppose the underlying thing there though as well is having the discipline then to stick to it because you know it can be very tempting certainly if you go shopping when you're hungry as well I mean that's a terrible thing to do I've got three boys and and so the you know my diet isn't right for them uh, I'm mostly plant-based at the moment so okay. for them I mean that's just not what they want or potentially need at their point in their life so there's always stuff in and you know like Harry Bow and oh, um, you know hobnobs and stuff oh man I love hobnobs but that sort of um, stuff is so tempting so it it is that underlying discipline you're right that sort of willpower diminishes um, over the day as well which is and the more that you use it so it certainly helps I mean one thing that, that really helped with me um, certainly before I went mostly plant-based was I found a meal plan online uh, by a guy called Mike Matthews who runs uh, Legion Athletic and it was a meal plan and he's got three one if you're trying to bulk up which is really for body lifters and you yeah. know, body weight experts one, if you're trying to pretty much remain the same. And then the other one, which was interesting to me, was if you're cutting, but cutting whilst trying to maintain and grow your muscle mass. Yeah. So this wasn't a diet as such in, in terms of losing weight, but it was about eating right so that I could put on the muscle from all the, the workouts I've been doing, but yeah. also lose weight at the same time. And I think it was like 15 pound or something. So I downloaded it and there's four or five different days of menus. And so that takes all the thinking out because it's, you know, Tuesday I'm having this. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday is having that. And the meal plan was great in a sense because it, it didn't have a lot of different types of meals, but enough variety. So it wasn't, you know, basically yeah. eating the same thing every day. And and it made a massive difference. I lost like, you know, something like 15 pounds um, but I gained a load of muscle, so I probably lost a lot more than that because you know muscle yeah. weighs more than more than fat. So it was great, and there was no thinking. You know, I just ordered the same thing every week on the food shopping. That was my meal plan. But going plant based, I've yet to find the equivalent in a more plant based sort of routine. So I'm a little bit of my own mercy as well, which is difficult when it's plant based because it's it's actually quite hard to meet those protein goals. It's not hard, but it's it's hard to find the foods that help you achieve that sort of protein goals and all the other stuff that comes with it. Well, there are, so I'm still working on that. There are weightlifters, uh, you know, proper serious weightlifters out there who are uh, vegan. So there will be workouts and there will be menus and that kind of stuff out there. I guess you've just got to find it. 100%. I found quite a few, but unfortunately they have a high uh, content of uh, sort of beans and lentils, which uh, I really, really don't enjoy. found some really good supplements, uh, wild and do a really nice protein shake which is amazing okay so getting back to the stationary part of this and um, do you ever <laughs> it's not like us not to add value to people is it through this podcast so you're thinking about obviously the the sort of trend that you're looking at do you ever go back over your notes to sort of look at moments of insight so maybe there's a period where you you stuck to your diet particularly well or you did an extremely good job on you know improving your gains in the workout do you ever look for how that might tie to moments in your life? Do you ever get to that level of 
sort I, of thinking? I don't. So I don't even really tie my food with my workout because to me this wasn't I did, I'd spent, you know, as a, many females certainly, and, and I'm sure many men as well, will identify with the fact that you spend your entire life uh, trying to, knowing that diet and exercise is the answer to being overweight. However, it's so dull that you, uh, it's a battle all your life. So I didn't ever join those two together. Once I started working out, I was working out because I wanted to be fitter. I wanted to be able to move and I wanted to be able to breathe. I've been told that if I did some exercise, it would help. I did that. At the same time, I then took care of what I was choosing to eat and I didn't eat I didn't count calories or anything like that uh I just ate I made better choices so it was only about better choices and largely to this day it really is as well so I separate the two and I don't even think if I have a bad workout day what did I eat that day or did I eat badly and then have a bad workout or did I not bother working out or whatever I don't tie the two together because I don't want them to become interdependent so if I have a bad day with food, I don't want to then think, well, there's no point working out. Because if I make that association in my brain, I'm kind of lost. The workouts are separate. And I've got to a stage now where I may not want to do the workout, but I still do mostly. And I often feel really good after I've worked out. And I'm, I'm never sure whether that's because I don't have to work out again for a while. Yay, thank <laughs> workouts for two days. Or if that's because of the endorphins and such like. I never feel today was an awesome day of food. I just think, yeah, you didn't screw it up today, Helen. So I don't ever tie those two together. And I certainly don't tie it up with my mood. But I know that you do a lot of journaling. And to me, I desperately want to know, do you keep track of that stuff in your journal? Or do you? Yeah, not not very scientifically, but I suppose it is scientific in a way because um, if I'm going to do a particular, I don't work out every day with heavy weights. So what I try to do is Monday, Wednesday, Friday is weight sessions, and then Sunday if I'm really feeling up for it, um, and then Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday is skiing. And Sunday I like to try and hopefully shoot some basketball or go out with the kids on the bike or something. So for me, the food almost kind of has to map to those days. So on a particularly heavy workout day, I probably need to up. Um, certain levels particularly protein and maybe even eat a little bit more because actually working out just does tend to make you hungrier Um, on the ski days because I do high intensity I'm not doing big durations I'll probably take it a little bit lighter with the food to try and um, sort of balance that out so I do in that respect and absolutely in the journal I do try to think about the whole day as as a holistic whole because um, sometimes my uh, workouts are definitely affected by the food choices I've made the day before now, if I'm sticking to the Legion Athletic plan, then I don't have any problems because it's a very a good all-round diet and actually it's quite filling. But if I'm off that and I find I've deviated over to the Haribo or, you know, had a couple of beers or something. Easily done. Um, no joke. Yeah, I can definitely feel it the following day. And, and then I can reflect on that in the journal and say, you know, was that a good thing? Um, probably not. But did I enjoy myself? Yes. Um, was it worth it? Maybe. And it's that sort of stuff that I'm trying to work out. And absolutely, Mondays to me, I, I just feel awful on a Monday. I wake up and I'm just, ugh, um, but that's a heavy workout day. So I know that workout's never quite as good as the others. So it's trying to work out why I feel like that on a Monday. And that's really what the journaling is about. It's just reflecting on the day, putting it up for review, yeah. having to think about it, and seeing where I can make better choices, which I think you've summed it up nicely. I mean, this is all about just making better choices, isn't it? You I know, do. Should I eat that donut or have some fruit? Well, we all know the better choice probably is the fruit. However, if you've not had sugary, horribly nasty, that sort of food for a while, then maybe the donut is a good choice. And and I think the other thing is to say, yes, better choices. But being forgiving of yourself for making a poor choice, 
um, it's really, really easy to get to a stage where you just beat yourself up for the things that you didn't do and the things mm. you did badly. And I think that's really unhelpful because even if I were to go and have a donut today, having not even worked out today, that's still not awful because I haven't had a donut in, you know, probably two years. It wouldn't be my food of choice, to be honest. But, but you know, maybe carrot cake I've had three months ago or something. I don't generally eat dessert. I don't do it because that's one of the, the things I sort of say. I am the kind of person who doesn't eat dessert. And that means that if I do, well, you know, not a great day tomorrow. Um, and that forgiveness is super important. Yeah, and as long as you get back on it, I mean, that's a very sort of stoic principle of, you know, okay, don't beat yourself up. It's in the past, nothing you can do about it, but just get back on whatever it is you're trying to achieve right now. So so any thoughts on um, rounding this out? How, if you're getting into fitness, would you recommend someone get started? Firstly, I am quite happy, Rob, if you're going to do this too. Um, I'll post uh, some pictures of my favorite lovely book that I record stuff in. And I'll also post some of my workouts. So you can, I mean, you'll see they're mine because they look slightly bullety journaly. I'll try and put some untidy ones as well, but you'll be able to see that progress. You'll be able to see I'm not good. And it's not about being good. It's about recording what you've done because that celebration of having done it, having walked into a gym and done something, regardless, it doesn't even have to be a gym. My my mum, you were talking about don't break the chain. My mum goes for a walk. She's seven, late, mid seventies, goes for a walk every single day. And she was really upset because she hurt herself. She fell over and hurt herself and couldn't do a walk for like four days. And for her, breaking that chain after six months of walking every single day was a big deal. And I think that for some people, that keeping track every day I've done a thing is really, really important because you don't want to break that chain. Absolutely. Start small. Find something you enjoy. I mean, everyone told me you need to start running. But if you've ever seen me running, it is probably because I'm being chased. So (laughs) um, it's just not something I do. I, I can't do it. I look ridiculous when I do it. I don't enjoy it. No. And and it creates quite a lot of pain, actually, to be honest. Um, but I enjoy basketball. I enjoy mountain biking. I enjoy lifting weights. I enjoy walking. So it's finding those things that you do enjoy. Start small. Track it. Try not to break the chain. Um, hopefully, we've uh, dished out some, uh, at least some wisdom from what we do. And obviously, everybody's different. So hopefully, there's some inspiration in this podcast for you. Even if it's only knowing we're not perfect, Rob. You know, nobody's... Uh, ours, speaking of myself, being pretty, pretty rubbish... It's okay to be rubbish because if you're rubbish, you're still better than you were yesterday. Absolutely. And I will post some pictures onto our Instagram account and um, no prizes for you to be able to guess which one is Helen <laughs> and which one is mine. I think it should be fairly obvious, don't you think? It's not going to be rocket science, Rob, no. <laughs> All right, Helen, thank you so much. Hopefully everybody you found that useful and interesting and exciting. Please do join us in the next podcast if you enjoyed it then please let us know, uh, hit that like button, share it, uh, leave us some comments, send us what you'd like us to talk about. Thank you very much for listening to us. So thanks, Helen. You're welcome. Thank you, Rob. And thanks, everybody. We'll see you in the next podcast. Goodbye. Bye.